All right, Grady, last time I saw you, I was talking to you at the draft, and we had one specific mission. <laughs> no, I think I... <laughs> Have you spoken to Drake yet? Yeah. Yes, he DM'd you, I assume. Yep. Okay, yep. Well, what was the combo? What's, what's going on? So you've seen some of the little posts he had on the story and stuff like that, yeah. but... Yeah, no, the first DM, you just said, welcome home, and yeah. said thank you, so yeah. get that going. So first step to being best friends. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> so tell me just your initial thoughts about Toronto, the city. Had you ever been there before the draft process? Not before the draft process. My first time was yeah, going through that pre-draft where I worked out for, I think I was there like two, probably two or three days. So uh-huh. saw the city a little bit, but... Um, and after the draft, I was there for about a week. So mm-hmm. good little time. But back in September, I'll be be back for sure. For yeah. Good. I mean, Toronto's truly one of my favorite cities. Like mm-hmm. people are so nice. The food is really, yeah. really good. And there's just always something to do. Yeah. So when you go and you're like figuring out where you want to live, you can't really go wrong. It, mm-hmm. it really is a great city. What do you think the team saw in you specifically that could help them win? Um, first of all, uh, the kind of thing they're trying to address was shooting. Um, I take a lot of pride in that. Um, that's I try to do my best and, you know, off the court, you know, in practice and just being as prepared as I can be. And I think the thing I tried to let them know throughout the pre-draft process was you know, I was coming in with the mindset of um, trying to make an instant impact um, with that preparation, you know, building my confidence and kind of doing what I did when I got into high school and then went to hit the ground running at Kansas and just trying to maintain that and consistency and doing that here. And what did you think about the talent on the Raptors before you were picked mm-hmm. to be there? Exciting. You know, seeing yeah. a lot how they played and um, the freedom that they play with and just getting up and down the court. They play a fun way. And with the new coaching staff and meeting them for the first time, too, has um, been amazing. You know, guys like like Scotty with that personality on the team, too, mm-hmm. is what I look forward to. Yeah, maybe some TikToks in our future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have a, a few summer league games under your mm-hmm. belt. Just from what you've experienced so far, what do you anticipate being the biggest learning curve that you will have fixed before the season begins? I think just getting the flow of everything. It's not, I don't know if there's really a specific thing as of right now, but there are obviously more that will come along with it. But yeah, just the first two games we played today, I'm um, just getting that under, under my belt and just getting the flow of playing in kind of the open space of an NBA floor, you know, a lot more, you know, open open spots to kind of just play basketball in general and mm-hmm. just learn, learn along, you know, as the game goes. Okay. Well, honestly, warning for everybody watching, this is not going to be a very serious show because I have so many questions to ask you <laughs> that are based on very unserious things. Okay. <laughs> Beginning with your suit. I still love it. I need like a deep dive on whose idea was it to wear the red Dorothy sparkly mm-hmm. suit? Why you didn't wear the matching pants? I need the full <laughs> rundown on the look. Yeah. So first of all, I mean, <laughs> Simple. I was going um, with Dolce and Gabbana there, setting it all up. Yeah. So shout out them. But it was really I saw some ideas of it and kind of the sparkly. Actually, it was a full suit. Yeah, like you said, the pants too. And yeah. So I was like, I mean, that caught my eye. So I wanted to get that and um, found out the pants might not have fit too well. It was kind ah. of a, it saved me in the end because I think it would have been way too much. Or <laughs> the black pants kind of settled it down. But um, yeah, it was. Just, I talk about a lot of how it's going to be the the one suit I'm probably going to wear once in my life. So I might just yeah. <laughs> go out with it. And then once it came in, saw the, saw the red and um, kind of, 
um, tied that back into the Dorothy story of her yeah. slippers back at Kansas and mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz and all that stuff. So made kind of a hometown thing. Now you showed me there, but people didn't see that. Like it was actually see-through <laughs> mesh on the side. Like yeah, no, was bad. yeah so just was, justice out under yeah, it and justice strip. That never, yeah, never the suit, the jacket never came off. So. Oh, you said maybe the after party. It didn't happen at the after <laughs> nah, party. I changed quick. Yeah. I saw in the mirror. I said, Nah, it was just the rectangle of yeah. the, the little red. But no, I love it because you know. In 20 years, people are going to look back at your photo and see the suit. What do you want them to say about your look that night when we're looking back on it years to come? Yeah, I don't know if it's very timeless or stuff like that. So, yeah, one of those things when they look back and they're like, kind of when you look at what, the 2003 draft of LeBron and yeah. see a lot of that stuff. And when they're rating them zeros out of 10 and stuff along the red carpet, I'll probably get some of those. But yeah. They'll remember it. So that was my goal. Absolutely. I mean, I think if we're talking about some of the more memorable fits, yours is up there. Exactly. And that is an accomplishment within itself. Um, Can't lie. Yesterday, I was in a very deep, Grady Dick deep dive on TikTok. I think I have seen every single video. Would you consider yourself a TikToker? I guess on social media, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you're very well. good at it. I post it. a lot, so. Yeah. In an interview that you did with Slam, you were talking about social media and how you kind of separate basketball mm-hmm. from social media because you view it as a bit of an escape. Of what did you mean by that? I think just when you have the understanding that it can be negative and it can be a distraction mm-hmm. and trying to stay away from that is what I try to maintain through it all. Because, I mean, obviously, I'm going to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's you know, basketball and hoops. So, mm-hmm. um, But when I get away from that, you know, outside of practice is where I can kind of mm-hmm. Yeah, called an escape of um, taking the stress off of just the constant grind of everything and kind of watch funny videos, make funny videos, and just, yeah. you know, make people laugh is what I like to do. I like making people happy, so. Mm-hmm. How does your personality bleed into your on-court persona, mm-hmm. or do you keep those separated as well? Um, it's separate in, in the way of just, like, when I act on TikTok, it's more of, like, goofy moves and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. on the court, obviously, I'm not going to be dancing on the court. So it's like, <laughs> it's, like, one of those things where it does yeah. bleed through a little of just my emotion with the game. Because when I'm you know, either smiling or, like, yelling after a big-time play, it's it's one of those things that keeps basketball fun. You know, that's why I started playing when I was little, because I have so much fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to let that kind of go away. I'm going to be myself on the court, you know, and get excited and start, like, yelling, trying to get the crowd happy. And mm-hmm. um, that's when basketball is the most fun for me. So I'm going to do that. I love that because, you know, I think that a lot of guys, as they continue playing, it becomes a job yeah. and the joy can sometimes leave. Mm-hmm, of course. What makes you so sure that for you, this will always be something that is a place of happiness? Um, just what I was talking about, just being myself through, through yeah. everything and um, kind of like my, my two older brothers, I watch a lot of them and their teams growing up and kind of see whether some of their teammates, they have that like stone face where they're kind of you know, show no emotion through it all and um I don't know, I just, not very approachable when you kind of you know, go watch their games and stuff like that. So I never wanted to be like that. I just wanted to um, be myself. I keep saying it, but be myself through it all. And um, when I'm having fun playing basketball, that's what just keeps me going and um, makes it where I'm, you know, not getting tired of it or anything like that. So I'll never get to that point if I'm being myself. So when you think about the first moment that you picked up a basketball, what is that? Probably the backyard um, with my three other siblings. Um, we just had like this like concrete slab. My dad just put in like the whole yard yeah. and just put a slab of um, concrete and a goal. And I just remember after dinner, um, we'd eat dinner and then go out there, play for a couple hours and then 
like watch a TV show and then go to bed. And yeah. that was kind of like our schedule routine every night. So mm-hmm. I just remember that and the joy from I have from that for my family. Yeah. So it was never that you grew to love basketball. It was always just a part of everything that yeah, you did. For sure. And you instantly had a connection with it. Yeah. Huge sports family. So. Yeah. When were you able to beat your brothers? Are you the oldest, youngest? Where uh, are you there? Yeah, I'm the youngest of the four. So okay. <laughs> uh, I got beat up a lot, all, all that stuff. I didn't, probably didn't win anything till. Around like third grade, I won like a ping pong game and then started getting good at ping pong. <laughs> and that's when I started beating them consistently and then yeah. uh, turned to the court and on the yeah. field or baseball or whatever. But so third grade, it was beating them in ping pong <laughs> and basketball. Like everything just flipped Probably in the not, third? No, not third grade basketball. Okay. they're still in high school and college. <laughs> yeah. As a, I'm in third grade, but once I get into high school, yeah. Then, so, then you knew. Yeah. Okay, what did you pick up from your brothers for on the court? Um, I think through them not letting me win, yeah. It was that frustration when I was little that just made me hate losing. So I think the, the competitive spirit was definitely built there. Um, I think the biggest advice I get from them too, like still to this day, is just the comparison stuff. Like don't com- don't compare like yourself to anyone. And I see that through social media nowadays more than ever. Yeah. Um, with say I I get my grind in for the day, I get my work, and you know I'm happy with it. But then I go on social media and see someone's highlights. And if I'm not understanding that, like, that's their best thing that they posted, mm-hmm. and I'm comparing my, what I did that no one saw to what the world's seeing, then it's kind of like um, a negative thing. But understanding that and just knowing to just stay in your lane, focus on your work, and that's what they remind me of a lot. How have you been able to do that, though? Because I think that people your age specifically, social media has been a part of everything yeah. that you have been doing, like, probably ever <laughs> since you can remember. Yeah. So that comparison has become kind of built into the way that you think about life. Yeah. So how have you been able to separate those? Um, as I was talking about earlier of keeping the main thing the main thing, Yeah. Um, that's my dad's biggest um, advice too is um, focusing, getting the first things done first. Um, mm-hmm. In the morning, like early in the day of um, getting your work done and then when you want to watch, t- like when I was little, when you watch TV or a movie or mm-hmm. go hang with your friends, it was like what you did in the morning, got it done and then you have the rest of the day um, opened up to do that. And I'm kind of taking that mentality of what I do with that stuff of um, just focusing on what I need to do, um, getting my um, kind of routine for the day. And then when I have that time where I can go on TikTok or whatever, maybe um, I have that kind of free space to do that. Okay. Amazing. So on the court, obviously everybody talks about your shooting ability. Mm-hmm. Can you be the next great NBA shooter? Well, that's my goal. You know, I take a lot of pride in that. Um, yeah, I'm a focus for sure on my shooting and I'm just being consistent with that. But mm-hmm. I'm excited with um, going to this NBA level of, just open space of the floor I was talking about earlier of um, giving me that area to kind of show new things that I didn't as much in college, but just using that floor to my advantage and getting the spaces where I can shoot a high volume of shots and mm-hmm. eventually try to achieve my goal of, you know, being that where people can think of a great shooter and think of my name. Yeah. You know, some people, they work on it and they become really good shooters. Some people mm-hmm. always just, they naturally had it in them. Where do you fall? I think I've been, what well, like a, I would say three point because I'm little, but like when I was little, I was yeah, getting used to my shooting. And mm-hmm. um, that was for sure for my mom. Um, she played at Iowa State and pro in Japan. Um, so she kind of, she was the basketball side of our family. And then my dad was football, baseball. But mm-hmm. yeah, my mom definitely taught me the mechanics of kind of the high release and um, start off like a little ball when I was little just to like, so if I'm shooting threes, threes at a young age, I'm not messing up my mechanics and stuff like that. So yeah. she had good advice with that. And um, but on that and just being consistent with it and that kind of translated to when I was older I just kept kind of that shooting habits mm-hmm. now I know that you really like Larry Bird mm-hmm. and Steph Curry in terms of your kind of best shooters 
But I want you to pick attributes from your favorites. And we're going to build like the greatest mm. shooter. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to choose someone's release. And we'll choose someone's balance, someone foot, someone's footwork. And we'll build okay. the best person. Okay, Perfect. let's start with their release. Whose would you pick? Release? Probably Larry Bird or kind of Reggie Miller combined. Higher, okay. higher releases, so okay. can't really block it as well. Okay. What about footwork? Probably Clay Thompson. Okay. What about his? He just always, his foundation is, is always just solid. You know, when he's yeah. coming off screens, he's always just face to the basket. Never like off balance where he's, he can miss it easy. So he's always just, I don't know, right straight, straight up and down with the goal. Okay. I feel like I'm going to know the answer to this one, but range. <laughs> yes. Yes, Steph, of yes. course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, best off the dribble. But you can't say anyone Ooh. you've already said. Okay, I got you. Um, Paul George. Okay. I like the way he's just so versatile with, you know, his height and his size, but the way he can still handle the ball and you know, get up shots. You see all these videos of his open runs and, just, I mean, games in general. Mm-hmm. Of just how he gets to his spots is what I, I try to take a lot of that stuff and utilize that in practice and stuff like that. Prettiest shot. Hmm. There's some good ones. I'm trying to think. I don't know, Clay Thompson, it looks like it's just like the same every time. Yeah. I watch a lot of that, just his mechanics. It's just, it's just square and just straight. So mm-hmm. you can't really see any bad clips of him like shooting weird. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. What would you take from Grady Dick? Ooh. But my release point and mm-hmm. just the quickness, quickness of it. Okay. I love that. I think that that's probably a, an yeah. A plus. <laughs> good, good, good. Is something like maybe doing a three point contest? Is that a goal of yours? Yeah, of uh, All Weekend? For sure. Okay. No, I'd be. Yeah, you're yeah, like, sign cool. me up. Yeah, you guys I, hear I it? He's ready to go. He's, he's ready to do it. Okay, so you mentioned Paul George, and I have to ask you this because it seems like your generation of Hoopers yeah. love Paul George. Obviously, mm. we heard what Brandon Miller said. Yeah. We heard Kyan Anthony talking about him. Now you. Paul George is fantastic. Mm. Big Paul George fan. But why do you think he resonates with you all so much? I think it's just what the game has come to. Um, obviously, he's not like the center where you see center shooting threes, but he—I mean—he's about like six ten, and he's the way he gets to his spots. And um, the game has developed so much where it's guys with that position, position list, really, where mm-hmm. they can be that size and still shoot it um, at a high rate. And um, he can do that, but also just the way he handles the ball like a guard is mm-hmm. not a lot of people are like that. So I think that's what a lot of guys see nowadays. Yeah, no, I like it because that's not what some of the older players would say when you're yeah. asking them like yeah. who they've watched and like maybe who they've molded some things but he is very popular yeah. amongst you but I get it because his versatility is kind of unmatched when you're yeah. thinking about players around the league sure. um, I read something really cool that when you were at Kansas in your dorm move-in in June you found a note that was left by your former player mm-hmm. and it said whoever takes over this room go be great yeah. if you were leaving a note for someone at Kansas, what would your notes say? You did. Yeah, because it was, so I stayed in the same room, obviously. So yeah. I was from Ochai. Um, he left my note. And then Hunter Dickinson is going into Kansas now. Mm-hmm. Um, big time player. And so the coaches wanted me, and he's my boy too. So I left a little yeah. note in, in the same spot. It was kind of funny. Okay, has he yeah. found it? Yeah, he got it already. What did the notes say? It's, I like kept the same thing that Ochai, I kept that up. Yeah. Um, put a little play on words on our last names, trying to be funny. But then I said, be great. <laughs> Are you going to tell no. me what the play on words was? Uh, he knows. No. He knows. <laughs> He's like, no, it's a secret. He knows. Wait, did you ever talk to Ochai about the note? Was he the first person that had done that? Or has this kind of been a thing that's been going on that you just didn't know about? 
Not of not of my knowledge. I think that yeah. he kind of started it, and yeah, I talked to him after. I mean, because we're close, so I yeah. thanked him for it, and so that was cool. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess we're kind of passing it on now. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, yeah, cool. it's super special too because at a place like Candace, there's obviously so many expectations. Yeah. It's always that you need to win. So seeing that, how did it help set the foundation for what you wanted to do in your time there? Yeah, I think it's been, it was. Great. I mean, it was one of those things where was my dream school going into it. And I knew, you know, what was going to come with it of me being the hometown kid. And, um, I mean, the pressure, I talked about that, but just being an excitement and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the fans there and the people from Kansas are excited to see a hometown kid go out there and um, play for Kansas. So I, I took that in and just um, played my best. I mean, played throughout the year and just played basketball at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, when you're playing at Allen Fieldhouse, it's not like any other place. So, right. uh, fortunately, in that aspect, I feel like if you can play in, a, in an environment like that, then um, it kind of hel- helps you go into some of these NBA arenas. Mm-hmm. So for you, what does it mean to be great? To be great? Um, just a legacy. I feel like it's the first word that comes up. And um, when you think of a great player, you think of, you know, what they did. But more importantly, like how they um, just were themselves throughout, throughout it all. Mm-hmm. Um, how they carried themselves on and off the court. Because, um, I mean, you're going to see their play, but... I think what's going to stick with a person even more is, you know, how they treated other people. And so I think that's really the character that comes with it. Mm-hmm. That's why I try to remember if, you know, when I'm being my goofy self off the court, yeah. it's just, just making people happy at the end of the day. Yeah. Who makes you laugh? Like, who are your favorite comedians? <laughs> what do you do when you want to laugh? Um, Because I feel actually, like you're making everyone else laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, um, we were on the UFC thing, uh, uh-huh. UFC fight, my first one, and um, the thing with Las Vegas and UFC stuff is just random celebrities all around. Yeah. So I'm just sitting in the hotel room, um, out walks uh, Theo Vaughn. He's a, he's a comedian. Yeah. I see a lot on TikTok. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just random seeing his mullet just walk out. Did you get to talk to him? Uh, I said hi, and but okay, he, he got good. grabbed his little cab quick. Yeah. But yeah. It's just it's just so random. These little events where yeah. you're kind of you know on the stage and you just meet random people. It's cool though. Yeah. Are you like a are you a Drewski fan? Like who's your internet <laughs> comedian favorites? Yeah, like I like Drewski like stuff and seeing his yeah. uh, little live Instagrams and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so funny because I was actually just having this conversation. Like now, when you have the internet and you're funny. The world really is so open to you mm-hmm. and you can just build careers off of being yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm sure the people around you have told you this, but who you are really is your biggest asset yeah, because you do bring joy and you make people comfortable and you have this big personality outside of basketball, mm-hmm. which will set you up for so many things yeah. that you can't even imagine yet. So I just hope that you always keep this yeah. about yourself where you are you and happy and smiling all the time yes. because it is incredibly uh, refreshing. Sure. Um, in that same article that I was reading, I saw that you really like Rod Wave mm-hmm. and the lyrics, play the hand you're dealt, is something that you run through your mind mm-hmm. a lot. Why is that phrase important in your life? It's very important because, I mean, people are going to all be themselves in their own ways. And, you know, God is um, giving you different talents that a lot of people don't have. They may have that you don't have. You're going to have some that they don't have. But it's just, I mean, playing the hand on your adult kind of just means, like, I'm doing the best with what you have. And, I mean, if in a basketball way for me, if shooting was kind of that one thing that I built, then that's what I was dealt with, I guess. So <laughs> it's one of those things I'm going to just be consistent with and try to build throughout my life as, as a basketball player. Yeah. And I know that when you were seven years old, your mom was diagnosed with colorectal cancer. And in that article, your dad said, I think that molded Grady in some different ways to not take things for granted. Mm-hmm. What do you think your dad meant by that? I think of just 
before, you know, she was diagnosed, our whole family, I was young, so I didn't really understand, like, the gravity of it. But just it really put it in things in her perspective of, you know, what she did for our family and what she she does. Um, I mean, everything, literally, literally everything. Yeah, I can't think that's of moms. She doesn't, yeah. Cooks, all that stuff, teaching me sports, and just everything for our family. And so um, when I was kind of away for the time she was diagnosed and um, battling that is where I saw kind of the hole in our family. Um, but it was really filled with just us coming together in the community of Wichita. And that's mm-hmm. why I always talk about my, my platform is going to go back to that Wichita community and just Kansas in general. But, um, yeah, learning through that kind of time and um, when she was cancer-free, just her getting back to it. And yeah. It was the best time. So Good. And I love that a lot of your love for basketball is tied to your love for your mom. Yeah. So what has she just meant to your life? Everything. I mean, yeah. they're out here watching the games, her and my dad, so they don't miss a single game. I think the one game they missed in college was an away game at West Virginia, but no, they were there. It was it was some away game. It might have been like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking they've been there. It was yeah, some away game, but that was so the like, they've never yeah, missed. And maybe one away game, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, foreign country, but no, nah, <laughs> they, they were there too. So yeah. they missed one game, but other than that, I mean, they. They're so supportive, and that's my support system, them and my family. So Amazing. Okay, so what's the plan with Toronto? Do you think they'll be able to make a bunch with circling the ones on the calendar <laughs> that are must-sees? How are you guys going to do that? Yeah, they'll make it out to some, but, yeah. you know, as I say that at the same time, I, I told him, I, I don't know about moving out is, yeah. is the right choice just yet. <laughs> yeah, um, you're like, stay there, guys. Yeah. I'll come back. I'll come yeah, this is my chance to grow my own way. But, For sure. Um, no, I always have a little extra room for them whenever they come up, kind of like a little Airbnb for them. So mm-hmm. it'll be that whenever they want to watch some games, but yeah, yeah. I'm a girl <laughs> alone right now. So what are you feeling about, you know, going to this new city hmm. and really establishing yourself there, being yeah. away from your family? I'm excited. Yeah. You know, obviously being away from them is, it's a good thing just growing wise, but I mean, with basketball, I don't, haven't been set just living in Kansas because you know basketball makes you travel everywhere. So yeah, um, just doing that, and I'm gonna have that support system whenever I need. But I'm extremely excited to be in Toronto because I was there for the couple of weeks when I after we got drafted. So um, just seeing the city and just the genuine people, just making it feel right at home. Um, facilities, new the coaches, and just meeting everything for the first time, putting the faces behind the names has been a great, a great time, and I'm excited to get back out there. Amazing. Okay, last view for you. What personal goals do you have? Next season, um, as a per like me for sh- just making the instant impact um, personally of just trying to go in and um, I mean it sounds cheesy but just doing what the coach needs really because my mindset's always to whatever the team needs I'm going to go out there and, you know give them 110 percent at it um, and then as a team um, just get back to a winning culture because mm-hmm. that's what they have there and so um, anything we do you know in Toronto I'm learning quickly is that people are going to support it all the way yeah that's crazy support system in that country so yeah um, just whatever I do just giving 110% everything I actually think that the Raptors fan base is like one of the more Mm -hmm. supportive of them all like definitely probably top five they love the Raptors there so you're going to feel that very quickly and I'm sure you already (laughs) have Um, what have you just picked up from the coaches and staff just in terms of what you feel like they want your role to be next season Um, just stepping in and like I said earlier just giving my 110% anything that they asked me to do um, with Coach Coach Darko coming in um, I always talked about he's one of the most knowledgeable guys that I'm starting to learn more about and um, out here just learning from him and um, seeing things in his perspective is crazy because you know, I've had some great coaches in the past with 
um, Coach Luke in high school and him winning um, two of the coaches of the years and then Bill Self, Hall of Fame coach. But then you get Coach Darko and his knowledge of the game is unlike anyone else. So I'm learning from him and a couple of my workouts um, that I did after the draft and just seeing new things in my game that I can get better at is what's going to be super helpful and beneficial for me. Mm -hmm. What makes you excited about playing with Scotty? Uh, just the excitement that we can bring you know, yeah. to the people there and, and just what we can do um, with that kind of duo with each other of um, what we can do on the court and um, use that to our advantage of how we can play and have fun doing it. I mean, the personalities yeah. are there that are going to shine out. So yeah. um, just going in there, you know, me and him are going to be ourselves and just have fun doing whatever we do. I love it. Well, I'm so excited to watch you play. Got to go to Toronto, get you some Tim Hortons. Have you had it yet? I know it is. I have not yet. Okay, that has to be stop number one. You got to go to Soto Soto. You got to do all the fun (laughs) things. I'm super excited for you. You're going to love it. I'm sure I'll see you at a game, but thank you so much for your time. Excited to watch you as a Raptor. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Katie. Cool. Boom.